It's the Donna Sugar Show. Oh, yes. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes. It's makeup. It's wigs. It's, it's video games. It's movies. It's, it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's, it's about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded the Donna Sugar Show. Yes. Oh, God. This voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Uh, I wish there were a way I could wave a magic wand and put it back when people were respectful of each other and the Congress was working for the good of the country and not just along party lines. Someday there'll be great people, great elected representatives who will say, enough of this nonsense. Let's be the kind of legislature the United States should have. I hope that day will come while I'm still alive. So that was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She is the Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, She was nominated by President Bill Clinton back in 1993. And um, she passed away at the age of 87. Now, this uh, amazing woman who lovingly went by the notorious RBG um, has been at the forefront of um, women's rights and and equal pay, equal representation, equal rights in general uh, for men and women. She has also been a, a huge proponent to LGBT rights since uh, uh, stepping on to the bench. Um, She was there to uh, uh, strike down Prop 8. Um, She was there to to restore the marriage equality uh, to the state after Prop 8 um, tried to take it away. Um, She was also there, and she was that split decision, that 5-4 that gave the LGBT community the right to marry in every state and the end of discrimination uh, uh, including the LGBT community in um, the same uh, uh, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act uh, that that makes it illegal to discriminate against us. So <laughs> her death is um, awful. It's it's absolutely terrible, and it hasn't even been twenty four hours, and they've already said that they will replace her before the election. And I am heartbroken. Today has been a very, very long and a very awful day. So I will try to give you guys a happy and um, funny and sexy and and all the things that you want. Um, But this this is why you vote um, and you never give up and you fight this amazing woman. (laughs) I hear these stories. She she told these stories at this. I'll tell one quick story that... Uh, when she went to school, there were 500 kids at her, uh, 500 uh, uh, students in her, her class at Harvard. Nine of them were women. And back when she was uh, finishing law school, like they, they weren't even hiding their sexism. They said, we will not hire a lady lawyer. And it's <laughs> amazing to see where it has gone. Um, and, and she said that quote and and it's sad that she did not live to see that age because we are definitely not in that age now 
so uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> um, I'm gonna stop it there. Okay, darlings. Um, there there's a bit of a break there. <laughs> uh, I I recorded that earlier and I needed to step away because it was just. It was a lot uh, emotionally. Uh, darlings, I didn't even introduce myself. Um, hello, darlings. My name is Donna Sugars. Welcome to the Donna Sugars Show. This is a podcast where I talk about the things that are important to me, the things I love, and the things that I adore. And oh, Ruth, you will be missed. Um, I, I cannot imagine uh, uh, the tribute. I hope that Kate McKinnon does a wonderful tribute to her on SNL when they come back at the beginning of next uh, October 3rd, I think. So um, this has been a crazy week. <laughs> Not for me, but for 2020 in general. Uh, so a lot of things happen here. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play the two minutes of news, which I recorded on Thursday, trying to get myself uh, ahead of the game, recorded on Thursday, and then all kinds of shit went down. So I'm going to play the two minutes of news, and then... Let's get into a little bit more before we go into our main topic. Um, other than that, this week, relatively calm week for me, uh, but uh, just a, a very typical work week. Uh, now that my roommate's second uh, uh, <laughs> two weeks of quarantine are up, I went to my friend uh, Corey and Cam's house, uh, went to their house uh, uh, Friday, yesterday, when I, uh, based on when I'm recording this, and uh, I finally saw the last three episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race Canada, which we will talk about after two minutes of news. So let's go right into our favorite segment, darlings. You rock! <laughs> two minutes of news! Yes. A group of celebrities, including Kim Kardashian and Mark Ruffalo, worked with the Stop Hate for Profit campaign to go dark on Facebook and Instagram this past Wednesday to protest the spread of hate speech and misinformation on the platforms. The Social Security Administration has announced that the baby name Karen has declined in popularity in the United States. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill on Friday that would give prisoners battling state wildfires a chance at a career after their release, having their records expunged, allowing them to become firefighters. A new study by Israeli researchers has showed that COVID-related stress has turned men to eating chocolate and women to porn. Is this a topsy-turvy world? Canadian sex pop prime minister Justin Trudeau has announced Tuesday new plans at retaliatory tariffs against American aluminum in response to President Donald Trump's tariffs of a Canadian aluminum last month. In continuation of a story from a few months ago, Seattle blues singer Lady A has announced a countersuit against the country band Lady Antebellum for sole use of the name Lady A. NBC comedy Saturday Night Live will return for its 46th season October 3rd with the entire cast from the previous season. And surprisingly, Jim Carrey has been announced to play Joe Biden for the coming presidential campaign. Surprising because Jason Sudeikis did the role on Saturday Night Live for many years. A new game I know I'm going to be obsessed with, the developers of Disney Infinity have announced Hogwarts Legacy, an open-world Harry Potter game coming to the PS5, Xbox Series 10, and PC. Two Christian former employees of the grocery chain Kroger's are suing for wrongful termination after they were forced to wear aprons featuring a rainbow heart. The rainbow heart is blue, red, and yellow. I'm pretty sure there's some colors missing. Eric Morrison, who goes by the drag name Anita Mann, has soundly defeated incumbent Earl Jacques in the state primary race, earning 61% of the vote. Shantae, you stay. The new Batman film is back in production after Robert Pattinson is cleared of his false positive of COVID-19 from two weeks ago. And most importantly, Chris Evans accidentally showed the world his dick, and now that we've seen it, that's America's dick. Two minutes of news! Yes. 
So, darlings, let's do a quick recap here because we have the two minutes of news stories um, and there are some other things that happened this week. So uh, very quickly, the things that I, I think are funny is that the they looked at the name Karen and its popularity from 1999, where it was ranked 149th uh, all the way up to 2019, where it was ranked 660th. So I am curious to see how far it will fall after 2020 when it <laughs> is even more popular than ever. Um, so the, the Indian story, the, 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 not India, the Israeli story about uh, porn and chocolate. Uh, so what they said is that men were turning, they were still turning to porn and alcohol, but they found that the occurrence of men uh, turning to chocolate had been rising and the exact vice versa for women. So pretty much all men and all women uh, eat chocolate, look at porn and drink alcohol. So, so it's, it's a human condition. <laughs> so that that's just us in general. Um, so <laughs> I love it so much. The Lady A story. So uh, I, I've talked about this in the past. So she is now counter suing them. Um, Lady Antebellum sued her for shared use of the name, the name that she has held and used for over two decades. And uh, what's funny is they actually, um, copyrighted lady a uh, back uh, 10 years ago or so um and not knowing that she was using it and i frankly she has according to her and this is w what is being used and what what she's claiming here is that she's been using that name since the 1990s um in her lawsuit it's very clear that like i this has been my name they can't copyright it and just take it um, i hope she wins now i want to say very quickly is i have no love or respect for J.K. Rowling. I think that how she has approached this entire situation, the fact that she's saying all the things she's saying, and then coming out with a book that is once again trying to skew the transgender community and the transvestite community and trying to paint everyone with the same brush um, and paint us as villains is, is disgusting. So transgender people and transvestites are not the same. Um, transvestites enjoy to enjoy wearing uh, clothes of the opposite gender. A lot of drag queens would fall into that moniker. There are times that I consider myself a transvestite um, because I there are some women's clothing that I just like wearing so much better. And nothing makes me happier on a stressful day than putting on a pair of Spanx. And I know that most people are like, oh God, that's gross. I just having it all kind of held in just, it makes me feel good. Spanx and a corset. Oh God. It's just, I'm a big bitch and I love it. Oh, it's just, Oh, it feels so good. So, but I don't identify as a woman when Donna sugars has her full regalia on. She's a drag queen. So, um, this weird way that she's painting this is awful. Have now with that being said, I am, I, I'm a huge fan of Harry Potter. Uh, so I, I know it's difficult and, and I'm not sure how do you separate this awful woman and the things that she's said and done with this amazing thing she's created. So I, I'm looking forward to the game, but it's like, should I even play the game? It just, it feels weird. So I'm just, I'm not sure. It, it's, it's a very kind of weird place uh, uh, I'm in with that. And I'm really hoping that she will grow and realize that her opinion is wrong. 
The Kroger story is stupid. Very quickly with the Kroger story. Um, on the Kroger's aprons is a heart that is a blue, red, and yellow uh, stripe heart. Um, it's the colors that Kroger has been using for a long time. And these two employees, 172, 157, said that they were rainbows and they were supporting the gay community and they refused to wear them. Well, they got fired and then they sued, saying that their religious beliefs are being infringed upon. It's ridiculous. It's clearly not a rainbow. Three of the six colors of the traditional uh, gay pride rainbow, like, it's not a rainbow. <laughs> it's literally their colors in a heart showing that they love their customers or whatever other marketing bullshit that is. It's not gay. It, it, but it's ridiculous that this is this is the this kind of shit. Like, how does this lawsuit get go through? It's ridiculous. <laughs> so the drag queen kicked that other guy's ass. So uh, <laughs> um, Eric Morrison, so who who is Anita Mann, um, beat uh, Earl Jacques sixty one percent of the vote. Uh, Earl Jacques has been um, kind of anti-gay and in, in, in his feelings, even though he himself is a Democrat. Been very, which the Democratic Party doesn't have to necessarily be pro-LGBT, and we're finding that that yeah, there are some of those people that exist, but um, those opinions are obviously not shared by the people in his district uh, who voted for him, who voted for the primaries because he's not on the ballot. So. Um, I need a man and Eric Morrison, darlings. Congratulations. I'm very happy for that. Um, <laughs> you know, there's more in there. Uh, the, the things that came up is that uh, as of today, which is when you'll be hearing this, as of Sunday, um, TikTok has been banned in the United States by the U.S. government. So, <laughs> so uh, any of you out there who who are going to miss your thirst, uh, thirsty gay men will have to get it the old-fashioned way uh, by going back to Instagram and, and all the other places where you can see thirsty shirtless men. Um, I mean, everywhere. Uh, <laughs> and now they're going after any company with ties to Tencent, uh, uh, the company Tencent. So now, uh, as of, of today, what I'm reading here is that they're going after League of Legends and Fortnite um, and, and any games that are tied with Riot, uh, Clash of Clans, uh, the, there's even some ties, even on a smaller scale, to Activision, Blizzard, and Ubisoft with this Chinese company Tencent. So we will see what the U.S. government is going to do for those uh, gaming platforms, which make up a huge, huge section of the <laughs> the playing market. So, um kind of crazy but we live in a crazy world with a crazy ass government and and 2020 is not over yet so <laughs> last thing i will say with love and devotion is uh chris evans dick is beautiful i mean it's it's beautiful so if you haven't seen it <laughs> please do it's gorgeous nothing to be ashamed of and i love i think that it was very classy that when such an embarrassing happened he immediately turned it into a positive and said now that i've got your attention vote uh so i think that was such a smart way of him kind of realizing Ooh. so <laughs> um let's move on to the internet what's this it's the internet what's that it's a big network and open forum that allows the expression of opinions where people have discussion with their different points of view 
So, darlings, this segment is all about uh, kind of the things that I'm watching, the internet that I'm obsessed with, <laughs> all the things that I love, what I'm watching in terms of YouTube and Netflix, what I am doing social media wise, and kind of giving you guys some things to check out. So, like recommendations in, in, in uh, yes, we'll go with that. Yeah, we're, we're going to stick with that. It's almost 1 a.m. and I'm, a, really <laughs> I'm starting to lose it. Uh, I'm going a little crazy. So, darlings, uh, right now, I finally got to watch the last three episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, Canada. Uh, Priyanka has won, and I am so happy. I think that she's super talented, and I have since episode one. She really got to a low point, and I'm like, girl, you need to pick it up. Miss Cleo was bad, and you know it, but she's made up for it. And by this last episode, when you see the last music challenge, there is no doubt in your mind who won. And and I love all three of them. All th Any of those three would have been brilliant uh, first winners. Priyanka, and her last outfit just took it to another place. So, so good. And I am a huge fan of Jimbo. I was shocked when Jimbo got eliminated. I was shocked in kind of how Jimbo got a little crazy towards the end, like almost mean. And I never got that meanness from him. I got an honesty from him, but like it stepped across a weird line. Um, I just found out he is performing with Rock'em Sakura and Erica Clash in London uh, at some place called Club Kids London uh, at the Clampham Clayham Grand <laughs> uh, in London. So if any, I know, I know that someone from this show, I know someone's from London. So <laughs> please. Uh, check it out and let me know. Oh my god, I wish I wish I was in London. I love Rock'em Sakura. I love Jimbo, and the thought of the two of them doing a show together, I know it's going to be brilliant. In terms of Netflix, I've been watching a shit ton of The Great British Bake Off. Uh, it is so good. It is gathering uh, thirteen amateur bakers and putting them through. Uh, three challenges an episode and then picking a star baker and sending someone home doing cakes and breads and biscuits and tarts and pastry it's just it's so good um and it's so calming i love it so much the new season is coming out this month so i've been going back and watching the first five seasons and then the beginning which for some reason there's a, like a secret first season that was left out <laughs> and they have a holiday special where they do holiday things then they have the master class where the judges actually show you how it should be done and they put their money where their mouth is which is what i think every american show should do make those judges actually make the shit themselves which these judges do and it's so good and i love it so much and it's funny and it's honest and it's calm it doesn't need to have bright flashing lights i know some of my friends that i've recommended it to haven't liked it they said it was boring uh, but i love it i think it's brilliant but i also really love british humor and british comedies and british shows like i love it a lot and Netflix has been so multicultural with me lately, getting stuff from Korea and London and Canada. I'm so happy. Uh, a lot of Indian fantasies that I, I'm going to be watching soon when I can make the time uh, that I'm really excited for. Now, I will admit, uh, uh, I've had a relatively busy week, a kind of busy week. I've uh, been sharing this space with Ryan and, and kind of had a busy week. So have not spent a lot of time on Twitter and Facebook and, and, and Tumblr and Instagram, all those places that I normally kind of 
uh, use as a as a calming mechanism, kind of check it out, see what my friends are doing. Um, go see the thirst traps on, on <laughs> TikTok before it's closed. Uh, no, I, I haven't had a chance to do that, so I'm kind of uh, no recommendations there. But I have two things that I want to very quickly mention. One of them is safe for work kind of and the other one is definitely not so let me go ahead and put out the warning now okay <laughs> we're gonna do this mom don't listen mom don't listen mom don't listen i'm talking about dicks yeah dicks you've been warned okay so um everyone knows i love an adult film i do i do it i i am a i, I am a collector a connoisseur um, I am a very good dick detective. If if you can get me some information, I will find that video. Um, I love it. I, I, I think adult films, I love a cheesy story in an adult film. Sometimes the fucking isn't as good as the buildup, the story buildup. <laughs> some of them are great. Some of them are awful. Um, uh, but the one I want to talk about this week, is check out Pornhub, uh, where, where I find a lot of great videos. Uh, and the nerdiness of me has found that there are these people out there that take the game The Sims 4 and make adult films with it using add-ons that let them kind of create nudity. And, and it's real good. They tell really good stories. So I am, I, there are three in particular that I'm adoring, but the one that just came out with an update this week that is so good uh, is fantasies of tyler uh so fantasies of tyler uh they have a lot of continued stories a lot of kind of one-off stories some of them within the same community um i will say that i will recommend <laughs> some of my absolute favorite ones that were so so good uh sims 4 college bro gets fucked by older neighbor that one's amazing uh very <laughs> very good that one there um the other one that I can't wait for a sequel to is College Twink Getting Plowed by Straight Military. Girl, that one's epic. Um, so that one's good. But the one um, that just came out this week, now they're sucking my older sister's fiance. Now that is uh, the from the perspective of the young man uh, who is a freshman in college. Um, and his sister comes home with her, her gorgeous fiance with a beard and she and he seduces him while he's drunk and has his way with him. Very good video. Well, this is a continuation and it's called fucking my fiance's younger brother. And this is later. They go to a cabin in the woods. The whole family gets together for like a vacation and and the younger brother comes. But this is from the uh, the narrative is coming from the fiance fiance's boyfriend. Our, uh, the, the 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 man with the beard uh, it's so good it's very good <laughs> now this is some of it is realism some of it is just kind of i mean the fantasy of it some of it is knowing that it's not real i don't know why i i find these so enjoyable so watch it tell me what you think of it uh now speaking of sexy this is very sexy and um but this is on YouTube, so this is completely safe for work. I mean, if it can be on YouTube, we can talk about it. Mom, you can listen to this part. So, darlings, uh, there's a video called Hokey Pokey. I'm like, Hokey Pokey? We all know that song. You put your left hand in, you put your left hand out, you put your left hand in, and you shake it all about. Uh, it's not that kind of Hokey Pokey. Um, it's by John Duff. And this video is sexy. 
So go look up John Duff, Duff as in the Simpsons beer, Hokey Pokey. And it is a a group of gay men and and voluptuous women. Um, and there's just speedos and cleavage and of all sorts. Uh, I wouldn't I, I don't know if this is like a pool party, a pool orgy. Is a pool orgy a thing? Um, I think it looks like a pool, lots of speedos. Oh, it's delight. Uh, at one moment, they're all just kind of in this like cuddle pile. Um, at another moment, they're going down a slip and slide. Oh, I love a slip and slide. Um, and it's uh, <laughs> so good. Um, I strongly recommend every single one of you go and watch this because it's amazing. Oh, and there's a group of guys in it that do the Nicki Minaj drop. You know that when she's like in a full squat, but she's still presenting that booty and she's doing that little pop with her. Bo- oh, my God, they are doing it. And it's 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 amazing. It's it's an art. It's a skill. I mean, it, they deserve medals. Uh, so I strongly recommend you enjoy it <laughs> as much as I did, because I've watched it many times today. Uh, so I'm going to play some of it for you because it's so good. And that's really all I've been doing this week in the Internet. So let's play this and move on. Bye. <laughs> enjoy. Pussy in my mouth, pussy in your mouth, pussy in your pussy in your mouth. A lot of guys I think are like me. Till I find that they don't like to eat fish Cause they don't know how to turn a pussy out That's when I turn around, show them what it's all about That's when we see the true separation Boys the ring, you're the doctor, I'm the patient Do I sound like I'm joking, or is this record broken? You see me turn around, show me what you're all about Oh, and when you found it, won't you keep on going on? Oh my god, it is so good. I think it's fun. Um, it gives a whole new take to the hokey pokey, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, so... <laughs> We'll leave that there and get to our main topic. Get to the damn point already. Okay, darlings. I'm not sure how I feel about that bumper. I don't know, but we're going to stick with it. Uh, so, darlings, I right away have to tell you that uh, I apologize if my voice sounds a little off today uh, because uh, it is that time of year when it switches from summer to fall and my allergies go haywire. So I've been a little stuffy today. I've been very emotional today, too. Uh, so the kind of that group of emotions, the kind of cold weather outside, uh, dry, moist, all of that, I'm a little stuffy. So we're going to move through that (laughs) i talk about world of warcraft a lot uh and i know that people uh, are not necessarily a fan of it but i will say that it's something that i love and adore and i will definitely give you that again Uh, but i thought we talked about something different today biggest thing first off i want to do is i want to say a very special happy birthday to mama sugars my mama uh and of course her twin sister auntie sugars uh they are uh, their birthday is today uh, i would never tell you their age they are beautiful young women uh and uh, they are having a fun day back in california uh they are having a bonfire at the beach um, they are most likely there right now uh, toasting marshmallows or having hot dogs or, or 
uh, uh, at the beach, which is always, um, if they're doing it at Balboa, which is where I think they're doing it, it's my favorite place for a bonfire. <laughs> um, and they stayed in a hotel. I called to wish her a happy birthday, and she was hungover. <laughs> uh, Mama Sugar's drink of choice lately has been tequila straight uh, with um, uh, Corona as a, as a backer. Uh, that's not the right word, backer. Uh, but <laughs> So a shot of tequila and some Corona as a sipper in between shots. Um, so God bless. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys have a wonderful birthday today. So for my main topic today, I, I read this article a while ago. And I saved it because I thought that it led to some interesting places here. And I really wanted to talk about it more. Uh, so the USA Today came out and they were talking. Uh, uh, this article was about Rick Riordan, uh, the Percy Jackson author, and how he didn't like the film adaptation. Now, I have not read the books, but I've seen the movies. And I'm like, oh, the movie was good. Okay. Yeah, okay. The second one was not as great. And the third one was... was uh, but uh, the first one was good uh, and he he went on to say because someone had asked him like did they did they uh did they censor part of it for disney plus and he went on to say that they should censor the entire film <laughs> just two hours of censoring um, and he went on to say it's like my life's work is going through a meat grinder and i pleaded with them not to do it uh, but he has gone on to say that it will be better uh, because he is actively involved in the adaptation that is being done for Disney+. Plus. So we will see that uh, come to a better uh, uh, fruition. Uh, and of course, when I read that, I immediately thought of Saving, Mrs., uh, Saving Mr. Banks, the film about P.L. Travers and, and her love relationship with Mary Poppins and, and Disney and that that process and how angry she was that her book that glorified uh that not glorified that was about her father really that was about this man mr banks um became this thing about some magical uh, uh mary poppins to come in and, and be with the children and, and it's like the focus was wrong um i will say first of all tom hanks as walt disney genius oh it's so good uh, it's a great movie. Watch it. It's not 100% accurate. Uh, I always, when I see a movie that's based on a true story, I immediately go and Google, like, what are the differences? What's true? What's false? What happened? What, what didn't happen? Don't get me started on what's love got to do with it. Oh, God, that was not accurate at all, according to Tina Turner. So, <laughs> but then it made me think, so these are two instances. Were there any other instances where actors, not actors, uh, uh, the writers of the books didn't like the film adaptation was done and I was surprised at the ones that I found. So I thought I would share some with you. I will admit that I have not read a lot of these books. Some I have, some I have not. Uh, I love an audiobook, so some of them I might not have read, I might have listened to. Um, some of them I am terrified I would never, never, <laughs> never read. Uh, but if you have and you understand why the director or writer didn't like it, let me know. I, I'm really curious. Uh, Stephen King was not a fan of Stanley Kubrick's Shining, the Shining adaptation, said that Kubrick just couldn't grasp the sheer inhuman evil of the Overlook Hotel. He also didn't like Jack Nicholson's performance, saying that uh, the father was supposed to be made crazy by the hotel and felt that Nicholson made the crazy uh, made the character crazy from the very start. Uh, and so uh, I, that one kind of shocked me. I have seen that movie. <laughs> still disturbs me. Um, Stephen King is a master at disturbing me. Uh, Anne Rice, an interview in The Vampire, which 
I love those books. I love Anne Rice's books. Uh, they're so good and they're so well written. I, I have not. I, I know that she has some that are are kind of witches, but I've I've read through the vampires, and she did not like at all Tom Cruise being cast as the vampire Lestat. Uh, she said that the casting was, <laughs> the casting was bizarre. It's almost impossible to imagine how it's going to work. But then after seeing the movie, she went on to say that Cruz's portrayal of him uh, was an impressive job. She has not in any way, shape, or form, though, come around to Queen of the Dam and has actively told uh, her fans of the series not to watch that movie. <laughs> uh, which I don't think that was that bad either, though. It really wasn't the book, though. And I and I know that there's something to that. There's something to that that snootiness like, the book's better. Well, sometimes it is. It's not always the case. I, I'm sure that there are examples uh, either way. Uh, but these are times where the actual author was very opinionated, uh, opinionated about how this film adaptations were done. Um, Winston Groom did not like Forrest Gump. Um, he said that it sanitized and omitted major plot points. It sanitized out some of the language and the sex. Um, and uh, he did not give rights to the sequel that he had not written yet uh, to Hollywood. And the very first line of that sequel is, don't never let nobody make a movie of your life story. Um, and uh, <laughs> to add insult to this whole thing, um, these six Academy Awards acceptance speeches that were given, not a single person mentioned him, which I think always think is really awful. I always think about Kinky Boots and when Kinky Boots uh, was remade for um, uh, Broadway when it was went from being a, a, a movie uh, into a, a musical for Broadway and then it won the Tony. No one thought to invite the owner of the original Kinky Boots factory, which inspired it all um, because it, it's based on a true story. <laughs> so I, and then that's kind of those that's that's a weird side note that had nothing to do with our initial conversation let's move back to the topic <laughs> but it's something interesting you learn something new every day now there are quite a few movies on this list uh, but i'm only talking about the ones that that i thought were interesting or or i know something about now i will admit i have never read a clockwork orange i have never seen the movie a clockwork orange what i know is that it is very crazy from what everyone's ever told me. It's very violent, uh, very raw and sexual. And Anthony Burgess says that that interpretation is in no way how he wrote the book. So he, uh, he says that he, he goes on to admit that he actually regretted writing the book in the first place. He said that he threw this book together for the money in a few weeks. Uh, and he took this raw material and the film was made and it glorified sex and violence. Uh, and he said that it was just a gross misunderstanding of, of his his book. And he said that he regretted writing the book. And he said that it's part of the problem with that is that uh, there is that danger of misinterpretation. So I'm curious, if you've read A Clockwork Orange, tell me about it. I think maybe this might be a book that I have to go back and read. Now, American Psycho. I've seen American Psycho. And now I don't do horror movies, but American Psycho, so good. Uh, I love it so much. Um, everyone remembers that movie because, I mean, come on. <laughs> I He's very fit. Christian Bale is 
rocking uh, body wise in this movie um and so brent easton ellis uh, uh goes on to say that this book was literally written and did not need to be made into a movie it was written to be a novel uh, the whole point is that there needed to be that narrator telling the story giving uh, context to things that a movie cannot do and it did not do so uh he was also uh maybe not the best fan of rules of attraction which uh to be fair did not know that the two were written by the same author i love the rules of attraction too both of these movies uh the subject matters and the books were great and uh, so um let's see there was a couple that uh not shocked at all <laughs> uh rolled doll as uh, willy wonk in the chocolate factory uh, he never gave the rights to Charlie and the um, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator because of the initial adaptation. Um, said that Gene Wilder's uh, Willy Wonka was pretentious and bouncy. Now he's gone on to say that it's okay, but it's never going to be his favorite. And God knows he probably <laughs> would not have approved of the Johnny Depp version that was done later on. Uh, there's three more I want to bring up. Uh, let's see. There is the Earth-Sea Cycle um, that was done by Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, the author hated the adaptation because it completely whitewashed all the characters. Only Danny Glover was the only person of color in the main cast. When she went on to describe these characters and the various races on Earthsea, uh, they were mostly people who were Inuit uh, Indians and copper-skinned Native Americans uh, and very few white people, but they were completely recast as white people. <laughs> uh, the one that I love because I'm a huge fan of makeup, um, I am a makeup artist. That's what I went to school for. So when I heard <laughs> about the hellraiser series now i have seen a few of these now i am not a horror movie i have made it very clear i do not do horror movies i terrified of them and these movies caused me so many nightmares oh my god but clive parker he wrote the original 1986 horror novella, The Hellbound Heart, and it spawned 10 movies. Now, he wrote and directed the first one. The first one is brilliant. It is dark. It's scary. But I am a makeup artist, and the makeup is so brilliant, and there are some really cool makeups throughout this series. Now, <laughs> when they got to number nine of this series of 10 films... I don't think it had the same quality of the original. Um, he went on to write, Hello, my friends. I want to put on record that the flick out there using the word Hellraiser is no fucking child of mine. I have nothing to do with the fucking thing. If they claim this comes from the mind of Clyde Barker, it's a lie. It's not even from my butthole. So uh, he really had some strong opinions about that one. Now, the last one I want to talk about is a book that I've read and a movie that I've seen. I have seen, I've read the book and I have seen the first and third adaptation of the movie, but not the second. Um, and that is The Last Man on Earth or the I Am Legend book from Richard Matheson. So <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so without spoiling too much for you, and I know that we're getting very close to this being a long episode. So darlings, bear with me here. So uh kind of cataclysm happens uh, the world is in a kind of post-apocalyptic so vincent price and this is where it's so good because vincent price is so brilliant um at night he secures his home from these monsters who are very they give the impression of almost vampire zombie-esque uh, kind of hybrids of the two 
um, are trying to break in. Some of them speak and try to lure him out to let them in. Um, and during the day, uh, he will re-secure his house for the nightly onslaught. And he will systematically, street by street, track down and put out of the misery as many of these former humans as he can. Um, while at the same time, he is working on a cure. Um it goes much further than that, but that's kind of the base of the story there. Now, I, I'm i born in 1984. I will say that I <laughs> I definitely was not alive for the book or the first movie. Uh, the, the, mo- the book came out in 1954. The movie, the first movie with Vincent Price in 1964. I saw it on TV one day and I'm like, okay. And, I, and anytime there's something that even appears like zombies, I have to watch it because I'm terrified of zombies but i find that overstimulus when it comes to the subject matter helps uh so there's a whole i mean there's a whole date conversation about max brooks's quintessential masterpiece world war z and the zombie survivor guide which we will definitely discuss at one point but when it comes to this movie uh, uh richard matheson went on to say that he thought that vincent price was terribly cast was the wrong cast for this and that the director did a terrible job he said that it was not faithful to the book uh and and surprisingly it really it did pretty well uh considering it was a movie of its time it bounced around from director to director a while and he really thought when it finally settled on a director that that person would kind of be honest to the book and he said that they weren't so uh, he did uh, get to see the 1980s version, the Omega Man, um, and he said that was <laughs> awful as well. He did not live to see the third version, which I saw with uh, Will Smith, which was interesting. I thought that the story kind of flowed well, but it did play up the action side of it, which which uh, wasn't really what the book was about. The action of it wasn't. It didn't need to be this action movie because that's not what it is. Uh, so uh, he never got to see that last version. And the the ironic thing is that the first version, which he had so many opinions on and its casting, was the most faithful adaptation of, of his books. So... So, darling, I think I'm actually going to leave it there. Um, if there are any books, uh, if you know of any books that the author did not like the adaptation that was done, um, I didn't even get it. Oh, my God, I forgot. I didn't even bring up Troman Capote not liking Audrey Hepburn for Breakfast at Tiffany's. He preferred it to go to Marilyn Monroe. If you have anything like that, please send me an email, me at DonnaSugars.com, and I would love to hear about it, and I will bring it up on the show. Uh, so, darlings, that is it for this week. I, I think we went a little bit over. Um, I, I apologize. I'm really trying to get this show uh, into a, a kind of a tighter format for you, just because I know that some people do not like a super long show. Uh, sometimes an hour podcast is a little much, so I was really kind of shooting for 30 to 40 minutes which is i'm right at the 40 minute line and i don't like to go over it so darlings i will leave this for you a big uh, uh thank you uh, uh for everyone who is giving me suggestions and comments about the show uh some of you uh, i've been very clear you don't want it on the show that's fine that's that's what they're there for uh once again check out uh john duff's hokey pokey on youtube uh watch that video and i definitely want your opinions on that because it is brilliant and um get out there and register to vote okay <laughs> this next election is fucking do or die so i will leave you here and that's it
Okay, with the program, me has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend. You know how. Well, thank you so much, Chi Chi. You are exactly right, my friends and darlings. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Donna Sugar Show. You can download these episodes anywhere you can find podcasts online. And darlings, I love to hear from you. So give me a call at 716-236-8599. Leave me a voicemail, me at DonnaSugars.com. Or find me online at Twitter and Instagram at DonnaSugars. And on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or check out SeaCaptainDate.com searching Donna Sugars. SeaCaptainDate.com. Okay, I was watching a Love Boat Marathon, and yes, I kind of had a thing for Captain Stewie. Get over it. Kisses, darlings. Mwah. Bye. And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. show is part of the pride 48 network find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com